In this episode, I had a great time speaking to CernS4, who is one of the keystone figures in the Upland Discord and Facebook communities. During his 18-month journey in Upland, he's been highly engaged in all of the ups and downs, including the celebrations and the face palms, and he's developed quite the knack for ingesting and digesting many of the wider Upland community's thoughts, concerns, and opinions about various topics and events. And he's been able to put this into very constructive and extensive official feedback submissions. We discussed all of that today, of course, and a whole lot more. The sky and the land might not actually be the limit if, like CERN S4, you can take on a big-picture perspective of the metaverse and beyond. Warning, the information opinions within are solely for views of the individuals involved contains content not suitable for anyone. All right, thank you for listening to or watching this latest episode of the Upland Metaverse and Beyond. Um, today we've got CERN S4, a.k.a., what did you say, good old Bob? Greetings, <laughs> Bob, indeed. <laughs> yeah, so if, if you haven't seen one of these before, um, this is a series where I like to dive into and get to know some of the people behind um, the Upland Metaverse or, you know, Web3 spaces in a bit more details. Um, I reached out to Senes, um, when was it, earlier in the week, saying, do you want to have a chat? Because you, you're one of those people that I just see everywhere. You're, you're engaged in everything. Well, I try to be a little bit of a jack of all trades. Um... One thing I've found is you can't keep to just one thing in the metaverse. This takes you sideways and upside down and all around. And, you know, you, you got to make it your own and your home. So um, that's uh, kind of the spice of life, so to speak, and up one. So. Absolutely. <laughs> and, yeah, there's, there's a lot to get into, of course. But before we start getting into all that sort of stuff, um, is there anything you want to share about, you know, who you are, where you're based, or what your interests are, maybe outside of Upland and the Metaverse? Sure. Well, um, maybe just to start with a full disclosure of what I'm not. Um, so to those who were watching and see me for the first time, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I'm not Bill Murray, um, as opposed to all the gifs that, some may see on Discord. The gift king, yes. <laughs> we got that out in the open already. Uh, and then as far as Bob, we'll, we'll just call that my up one only name, so to speak. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, just, it, you know, it's fun to have a different persona and a different uh, kind of your own character that you can make and up one, just like our avatars. You know, I think there's something to be said about that, something you can't necessarily always have or attain in in the real world, so to speak. So, um, you know, that, that, that keeps things interesting, even in the real world, you know, to have a second ability to be, you know, someone else, uh, so to speak. And um, I think I think that one theme that I would get to also in just Upland and the metaverse in itself is, um, you know, kind of having fun and um, having sort of a, uh, comic relief, so to speak, mm. is really important, I think, um, because, you know, you can get so hung up on your investments and taking this seriously, and then you see a firm do something sideways, and you're realizing, okay, well, it's not as linear as I thought, you know, and then it's like, well, enjoy the ride. <laughs> so that's yes. really what I've come to uh, experience in Upland. Um these days. <laughs> nice. So, so do you think um, like your metaverse persona and your in real life persona, are they complementary or are they contrasting? 
Well, so um, I manage businesses. I, uh, um, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a family man. I'm, I'm very busy. Um, they're similar, but, I, you know, I have a, sometimes a quirky sense of humor, um, I, I, I think, if that's good or bad. Um, but, you know, I also think um, in Upland, there's a way to, you know, not worry about... <laughs> as much the perception as much as just, you know, laying it out there and um, just being who you are. And, and, and so they're complimentary, um, but, uh, you know, obviously, you know, there's, there's, there's certain processes in real life that, you know, you can't, you can't quite translate to up from the way, you know, as, it would be complex to delve into all that, but <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, you seem to be somebody who's always active outside of, say, the normal PT time zone. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> is is this something that you're doing in like your your downtime, or you know, wh when and where are you investing your time in Upland? Sure. So, um, you know, I don't have I don't have a nine to five job. Um, yep. So um, whenever I'm bored or whenever I'm excited or what have you, you know, I'll log in. And um, if I can think of a fun little comment to make <laughs> to brighten folks' days, then great. If I, you know, if there's something ticking me, then, okay, let's, let's bring it on. Um, you know, if there's something uh, others are talking about, chatting about, um, it, it's interesting because it's also – uh, you know, it's, it's, it's both the investment piece. Obviously, we want everyone wants to see Upland rise and shine and beyond. And then there's also, you know, sort of how do you make how do you make fun of you know you know enjoy what you're doing while you're at it. Um, you know, uh, so I'll be on you know family and business takes on a 24 life seven life of its own. So. Yep. You know, whenever whenever I'm down, sometimes I'll be, you know, even four o'clock in the morning. You know, so I might sometimes I'll take like two three hour naps, and <laughs> I still feel like uh, there's that back in the day in Upland. There used to be I don't know I don't know if you know of any folks who are still doing this, but there used to be players on Park Week who <laughs> would set their alarm clocks for every <laughs> like yep. two three hours to make sure that they. Um, grabbed as many spark chests as possible. Well, yep. I do that every day, even when it's not spark. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, that was Brabant, <laughs> Swiss, and um, Bocchio and those guys. They were doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you're definitely dedicated. Uh, what What about in interests that are outside the metaverse? Uh, so, um, oh, boy. Uh, business, um, you know, strategy. I love chess. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm big on chess. Uh, um, obviously, being with my my family and my kids, um, that's a, a big one. Um, uh, I I have a fascination with uh, you know just trying new things, experiences. Um, I'm a little bit of a foodie, not too not too deep into it, but uh, um, oh, and another. Uh, you know, get to know me uh, feature I can share is uh, so the go kart sushi. My little yes. tagline. 
that is not a foodie item. Um, that's a, a tagline to kind of roll along with the whole theme that I just mentioned. Just, uh, you know, so I don't own a go-kart and I do have sushi sporadically, but what it's meant is like, you know, let's say up when there's something interesting, oh, there's a go-kart for you. You know, if they do something that's not the way you want, you want it, you got sushi. <laughs> you know, you get a little bit of everything. So here's some go-kart sushi. doesn't make any sense, but, you know, it's uh, some random utility somewhere, some way. <laughs> yes. Well, I certainly wouldn't be in a hurry to buy some sushi off a go-kart. So, yeah, off a go-kart vendor. So, yeah, well, that, that, that might be a good segue then into how you got involved with Upland. Like you said, you're interested in checking out new things and whatnot. Now, I had a bit of a snoop around before and your first, well, at least when you became a um, an Uplander was April 13th, 2022. So you've just celebrated your 18-month anniversary pretty much. So what was uh, it? I'm, I'm officially the... an adult in months. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your journey in? How did you find out about and all that sort of stuff? Sure. So I believe I got brave enough to uh, venture in through Brave, mm. uh, uh, some kind of advertisement. I got into a little bit of a, just a little bit, uh, you know, a hair into uh, the crypto space and. Um, kept seeing ads for Upland. Also, was in uh, Wombat, the mm. Wombat Wombplay, where they um, Upland has done some ads as well. And thought it'd be interesting to try a metaverse um, as well. And I like the whole, of course, as many um, folks seem to the whole you know real world slash um, uh, metaverse um, concept. Um, so I got in and started to really get just sort of an odd fascination with uh, collecting properties, putting the login and earning, um, happily earning like 0.01 spark every week or two at a time um, until, you know, it got to the point where I could see, okay, how do I, how do I, you know, participate in this event or treasure hunting? And like, I have three properties, <laughs> you know, it's like, and eventually I was like, you know, I could either be doing this for a year and getting very, you know, making very little headway or I could go in deep. So um, I think it was August or so, um, about 14 months in that I just decided, uh, oh, heck with that. I'm just going to, you know, grab as many good uh, buys as I can and um, just go straight up to executive uh um you know in a month so that was pretty much my strategy whether you know again that's a good idea or not you know no financial advice at all other than uh what i would say is um i'm making headway toward um becoming profitable and the the fun part is just the fun part of riding along <laughs> uh, at this point and um there's a lot less pressure now uh, yep. This far in, uh, you know, because you're closer to being profitable. Um, and then the rest is just enjoy the experience. And now it's Upland has shifted more for me instead of just saying as an investment was, you know, like I want to be in, you know, I want to be here. I want to, you know, interact and it's become a lot more of a whole 
uh, sphere of an experience rather than just, um, you know, like when you think of a traditional investment, you're thinking, okay, here's, here's point A, I want to get to point B, you yep. know, and, you know, so it's, it's become less of an ROI thing as opposed to um, kind of the whole universe, universality of, uh, a social RI, um, and a, uh, a um, communal RI, a little bit of all kinds of ROIs playing together into, okay, um, maybe they somehow get interwoven and eventually uh, intersect back into the, the main ROI that I'm trying to shoot for. And, um, I don't know if I'm doing everything right. I'm sure I'm not. Um, and Upland's uh, great at making sure I stay humble. <laughs> so, yeah. but I think that's true for everybody. Is you know, you lo- you live and learn, and you kind of roll and ride along, and just continue to, um, yep. you know, try not to be too perfect, so to speak. Absolutely. So yeah, if you're listening on the Spotify, um. You started in April and then you pretty much just cruised around not doing much for about four months. And there you can clearly see in your chart that, yeah, you made the, the big jump there. You went from, what was it, 10 properties or 16 properties way up to 211 properties. Now, mm-hmm. as I said, I did do a bit of snooping around before and your main holdings are in Santa Clara. Is that like a treasure hunt map? That seems what that would be. Yeah. yeah. I started in um, good old Detroit. Great for good old Bob, and uh, um, you know, uh, found um, the industrial side of things didn't quite work well with just earning 0.1 spark um, per uh, uh, spark chest. When I saw the prize was a lot more uh, westbound, uh, so mm. I, I was actually I, 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 my first property was in Los Angeles. Then I eventually hiked over to Detroit, realizing the prices were so much cheaper for property, and then realized that was a mistake and you know flew all the way back to Los Angeles. It blew a lot of travel fees to start. Um, but then once in Los Angeles, it took me maybe another like six to eight months to realize Santa Clara, I guess the, 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 the size of a city, makes yep. a really big difference in terms of, I think the amount of air, paper airplanes is mm. is not scaled to the size of the city. It's more based on, um, okay, here's the city. We're going to, we're going to plot this many paper airplanes in it, regardless mm. of the size. It's like so standardized. What happens is all those paper airplanes are stretched so much farther apart in Los Angeles mm. than in Santa Clara, where, you know, you might, your block of floor can float for, you know, like be right next to three or four paper airplanes at once. And so that mm. saves me a lot of time. Um, and so I, I've, I've enjoyed treasure hunting. I use pretty much all 80 something stems every single day. Mm. And I still manage to yap on Discord and and try to stay abreast with uh, upward news as much as I can. But um, uh, I think. My biggest pain point right now for the Upland community might be resonating with the creator side of things, which I don't participate in myself. Yep. But uh, um, I know with some of the changes 
to how and that today's announcement um, with the mini games. I think that's going to be interesting, but I don't know how appealing one million Epic prizes for making a whole game if that's uh... oh, well. <laughs> maybe we can we can dive into that if you want. Actually, we'll just kind of we can have a look at that because yeah, I read that post this morning, and as somebody who has you know made games as a hobby and uh, taken part in several game jams, I was like, whoa, this is. You're asking a lot here for, okay, the reward show, 1 million Apex, it's, it sounds great. It's not a lot comparative to the time you're going to put in, especially if you're working with a team. So sure. that that, right. that is what it is. But for something like this, it would be more the long tail. Like people are going to engage in the game and there's going to be some financial aspect. That That's all well and good. But what really got to me is, the glaring thing that stood out is there's no specs. There's no what's the aspect ratio, what's the file size, what's the format. Um, mm -hmm. There's there's no details at all. So maybe it's all going to be open source. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? A, I would assume it's a HDMI five. They want it like a web based version, or is but is it going to be an XEE? Or I, I, I just don't know. It's very strange. And the competition starts. Friday, October 13th, so it starts now. You've essentially got two months. <laughs> two months? So it's not a lot we'll of time. Get, <laughs> we'll get the details, you know, the 1st of December on, you know, what yeah. the structure will be. And then everyone uh, starts, you know, trickling in their formatting from there. But uh, uh, it, it is interesting. It's, it's, like you said, the prize, you know, if you're already doing this or it's a hobby, then... Um, yeah, you know, maybe that, maybe that's rewarding. But uh, it is great to see, though. In all fairness, um, you know, having a lot of mini games would be a, a pretty nice extra feature. Absolutely. I mean, we only have a few um, layer two um, developments, really, that I think have kind of stood the test of time so far. Namely, Upland Kingdoms and Uplandia, and maybe if, there's a few that are starting to trickle in. But I think those are the ones that. Most folks will keep yeah. repeating as means so at this point. So more Excellent. games are better. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're so active in the discords, I, I guess you get to see and be part of the roller coaster, all, all the various roller coasters that the community goes through, the FUD cycles and the hype cycles and all the rest of it. So. Yes, uh, um, it's, 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 it's intriguing. It seems to me that the pulse is, um, you know, how how do we not only make get utility from layer two, but um, you know, is it scalable um, long term, and is it is it worth the time? Yeah, uh, to participate because again, you have so many things happening at Upland, you, you kind of have to pick and choose. Your um, your thrills and your battles. <laughs> yes, yeah, so. I, I think you're right. Ultimately, it's a very good thing. We want more of this. It just feels as often some of these things do that it's very rushed and lacking in details. Yeah, and 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 then you know the other thing too is when Upland changes anything in their API or their um, you know they do any kind of programming that it seems like. You know, Blandia and Upland Kingdoms are having to catch up, or any of the games having to tinker um, with their settings. And I don't think there's any kind of, you know, we don't see in Discord any big announcement like, oh, by the way, we just made this huge change 
And yeah. what, what also is intriguing is lately, I, I mean, maybe this is a positive from Upland. We're not seeing many um, um, uh, down. We're not seeing downtime very much anymore. Right? Oh, maintenance um, periods and such. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It used to be, I'd say half a year ago, I, uh, it was like there was this time where every three to seven days we'd have another maintenance happening. And and, it, and, and there was this theme that every spark week they, they had to make sure there was a maintenance somewhere in there. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, uh, but, but yes, I, I think layer two is good. I think more support for the creative side and obviously now the requirement um, is going to be important and just continuing to see up one of all beyond just um, you know, continued um, linearity um, with the you know with the real estate environment. But I think that also brings me to the other theme that I really wanted to share tonight, which is I think there's still so, such a nostalgic need, and I don't know if it's there's enough focus on it. Which is uh, how do we you know, we're getting so much into flavor of the day. And what I mean by that is, okay, it's great that totems are around. It's great that dot logists are around. It's great that everyone's uh, jazzed about these new items or Tokyo. But, you know, what's going on with Bakersfield? You know, what's going on yeah. with um, the... Um, you know, I voted Block Explorer. We just voted on UIP two, and not a there was there wasn't even any you know talk about um, you know what happened last time with the I think the B or a badge you know and things of things of that sort. I think I think just how do we make um, you know the historic side of Upland relevant and and value still um, you know. It, there was uh, not too long ago, I saw even a property on the market or someone was trying to float how to sell um, one of the inaugural properties in San Francisco. And, and I think it was actually on Facebook. Someone was asking, what does it even mean? Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't even know what it meant. And it was like, it was a rare property. And they were like, is this worth anything? Wow. And I'm like, yeah. of course it's worth something, but, you know, I guess that's subjective at this point. If 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 folks weren't aware of what what you know the history is, what's or, come before? You know, yeah, I, I think there's I think there's something to be said that upland, whether it's utility that drives this, or whether it's just more focus on or like more um, uh, events in in some of these cities, then you know eventually certain areas are going to be sort of dormant. And one of the things I say on Discord is, you know, I love Staten Island. Um, I visited Staten Island. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm all there. But unless there's something happening, I'm sorry, it's starting to become like Static Island. Or if you look at Kansas City, you yeah. know, the next thing I'm going to say, I love Kansas City, but it's Kansas City. And then you, you have, you know, you have all these things going on in Bakersfield, the field of bakers, you know. And, and I'm like, you know, so... I, I'm, I'm nervous that we're getting too, um, um, you know, mono city oriented, so to speak, you know, where, yep. okay, we went to London, everybody moved their, I mean, so many people moved their homes 
to London. And Tokyo, and then, you know, some people just burn their London bridges, so to speak, and then went to yep. Tokyo. And then, so I'm a little nervous. You know, it doesn't, I haven't seen much of a strategy up one has to on that. Maybe that's a good thing, but that's just a thing that makes me nervous. Well, there's a lot of history there. And specifically when you mentioned Bakersfield, I know when Bakersfield first got floated as the next city release, um, prior to that and at the same time as that, that, there has been talk about spark mining being a thing. And Upland has sold like very exclusive, very expensive terraformer block explorers. And it was always, mm. I don't know if it was officially put forward, but it was definitely assumed in the community that, these terraformer block explorers were going to have some utility role in this whole spark mining process. And, you know, hmm. a, a lot of the community speculated, well, Bakersfield's probably one of those places because it's in the middle of nowhere. It has a kind of industrial vibe to it. That never came to fruition. Sure. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Huh. And so the terraformer to this day has been just the, the terraformer. And, and they were expensive. Speculate. They were bloody expensive. Right. Over a mil each, I believe. Um, right. And, yeah, I mean, where, where's the utility there? And now how is that going to play in with this whole Sparklet proposal and going to crypto? Are they still mm -hmm. going to proceed with um, Spark mining? If not, that's not a very good look. So, right. I don't and, know. You know, and as far as mining, and that kind of brings me to the idea of I've uh, been uh, kind of circulating this on Discord is maybe someday up when we'll have a downwind version to upline. I saw you said that before, yeah. You kind of have <laughs> the, everything that you have to do underground. The underground. Goes there, so, but, um, but, but yes, uh, and there's not, right now, there's just not, unless we're going to get some value from the terraform, there's not a reason for me to be um, treasure hunting in a city with 0.01 spark, or if that translates to 10 sparklets, um, you know, it, if I set up a meta venture, are people going to be flocking to visit that business where I could just be setting up in Tokyo where everybody is? So it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, there's got to be something that gives. Otherwise, you know, in in the in real in the real world, there yes, there's migration that happens between cities, you know, but it's not like okay, one city rises and then everybody moves there that doesn't really happen in their life mm. i don't think you know no. maybe in australia that's different but i don't there's no there's no city in the u.s that's glamorous enough that just all of a sudden shines and everybody just uh you know that hasn't happened since uh, you know ellis island and everybody moved in but we, we did have a bit of a mass exodus from the Victorian state during COVID as people bailed out of the full-on restrictions they had there. So that, that happened a little bit, but, yeah, not, not to that extent. Um, maybe th there's a key right there. You mentioned all that. Maybe that's a mini game somebody's got to put out there. Terraformer, spark mining, tie it all in together. Maybe Upland yeah, will just yeah. push it off to the layer two and then dust the hands off. <laughs> That would be pretty nice. I'd, I, I'd be up for it. <laughs> nice. I yeah. won't make the game, but I'll definitely play it. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you mentioned MetaVentures there. Uh, have you got yourself involved with any MetaVentures, like running them yourselves or any of the Layer 2 stuff or manufacturing or anything like that interests you? Uh, so MetaVentures has been a pipe dream that I keep saying I'm do doing. I'm... Um, there, I'm 
in spirit and everything else. And I just, for whatever reason, I can't find the property. I really feel like I'm ready to move forward with and then try to figure out what kind of business I really want to run. That's just mm. been, I've, I've been a little bit behind on that. So um, I'll consider that a faux pas so far. Um, but uh, um, I'm definitely curious if, tech, if uh, Tokyo 2 is going to bring a few nicer, larger, upsquared um, properties. I, I know you grabbed uh, famously one of the, the, I think the second or third biggest property. In second, Tokyo. I believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was lucky uh, with that one. How's uh, uh, building on that? Or have you... I put a, I forget the size, it might be a medium or a large showroom. So that's going to be the outlet for Samurai Aquatics in, in Japan, basically. So I've started stacking it up with decor already. So now we're just waiting for the city hall to open so I can officially apply for it and yada, yada. Yeah. How many days is it for the city hall now? Or do we know? I don't know how long it's got till it's ready. No, I don't know. It was a massive building. So, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. not sure. I thought I read something on Discord about that it might have been like 14 days left, and then nice. somehow it went down to went back up to 26. Oh wow! <laughs> if somebody may have pulled some spark somewhere, I don't know, but uh, um, but yes, maybe that's going to also be a sign of the next uh, Tokyo, but um, Tokyo too. But uh, um, yes, I'm 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 interested in getting involved in that space. I also think there's going to be some 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 shakeups in the meta venture space. Uh, we're going to reach some kind of critical mass, I think, where eventually, you know, the less successful businesses are going to have to, you know, funnel into some other kind of property investment or um, gaming or layer two or what have you, uh, which brings back the the question of whether once you close the meta venture you know, can you sell your property, which I think is eventually going to iron itself out, which I think, you know, you've also, um, we all hope will be the case at least. Well, it's just another one of those loose ends you mentioned, isn't it, that need to be addressed. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. and that's also some of the fun I have with, um, I think I'm starting to become known a little bit as the feedback I, I've, I've written down in my notes feedback king yes absolutely <laughs> yeah uh and, and you know one of the things again is i don't expect everything that is mentioned i you know some of it just flows with the word whatever you know but i think it's helpful and healthy to at least try to see things continue to progress in the matter place and yep. so um as long as i say that and can go to sleep at night knowing, okay, I tried my best, yep. move on, go back to real the real world, everything's hunky dory, then then I'm at peace with, with things. If, if I feel like if I'm not trying at least, then you know, at least that's something that I'm like in the back of my mind, well, I could have done something a little bit better. So, you know, at, at least at least try, at least bring feedback, at least bring it out. Um, I think neighborhood ratings as an example. Is, yep. is one area where I think, um, you know, some folks got so hung up that they've already sort of given up. And my feeling is, well, you know, everybody has their own you know view on that, but we haven't even got to round two yet. We you haven't know? even breached that, <laughs> yeah, that next step. Yeah, absolutely. 
you know, it's only been what six months into this, so mm. it's, it's it's there's there's a lot that can still be restructured and a lot improved. And and if we read the neighborhood ratings announcement for what it's written, it does say that they'll um, eventually look at changing some of the things from time to time. Yep. So it seems like it's high time to me now that there are about half a dozen, um, you know, as hoods going into round two to start thinking about what round two looks like and also going back to round one, you know, what can make the make things better, more realistic, more, you know, and fairer. So for folks who haven't already, do check out uh, feedback. There's quite a few interesting ones. Uh, my little tag name is not Bob. It's not Bill Murray, but I will just say jmhigh.coupon. Nice. Um, that's my little tagline there. But uh, but yes, uh, um, uh, you know, things continue to evolve and hopefully get better. Um, you asked also about layer two, my involvement. I'm, I'm, I'm in Upland Kingdoms at, at this time, but uh, Uplandia, I, I, I love it. Uh, I just haven't gotten into it as much as I'd like to. I think it's one of those, you know, time limit factors with treasure hunting and uh, yep. Upland Kingdoms and, you know, being involved with nodes and Discord. And at some point, you have to uh, pick and choose your battles uh, or, or your excitement, so to speak. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Now, you, you mentioned nodes there and you're talking about neighborhood ratings. Now, you are a member of the Century City node in LA. Um, and mm-hmm. were, they the, were you guys the second or third lot to secure the neighborhood rating collection so it was first playa del rey and yeah. then um second i believe was chelsea that's um, right and then um I, won't, I think it was third third or fourth mm. to, um yes uh-huh so somewhere around there so can you speak about how you got involved in in with that crew and you know what that experience was like to go through and secure that collection and maybe you know if and how you're gearing up to get ready for that next step the node versus node battles <laughs> uh, so um, I got involved with Country City um, I've been uh, a bit in the real world in uh, LA and then I just kind of Felt like, okay, Showtime and um, Fox and uh, kind of the starry light would be a little bit of a fun uh, spunk of energy, so to speak. So um, uh, during sort of this heyday on the market, I just decided, okay, let's make a run for it. Um, got into it. Um, it's a nice, uh, fun, vibrant community, um, you know, a lot of interest in um, building and development and uh, engagement. Um, so we've grown to over 90% built, and there's not a whole lot more to do there as far as uh, you know, Spark um, um, commitments and uh, um, you know seeing how we can support each other. In fact, there's a, a few players get to a certain threshold and. Um, development of a neighborhood that you're wondering well what this one plot on the the map who who, who is that and yep. so we've been doing more uh, 
um, uh, a game of Clue, it seems like now, than, it, than we are actually um, talking amongst each other. Uh, in fact, there's one of the biggest uh, um, property owners um, uh, for, for his or her uh, personal privacy, I'll uh, avoid even saying their in-game name here, but um, you know who you are and we've been looking for you for um, going on over a year now. <laughs> and so, you know, there's, there's, something, something, there's, there's kind of a fun with that, but um, as far as the neighborhood ratings, again, yeah, not just to speak to Century City, but uh, a lot of the smaller um, neighborhoods that have grown so much. And it goes back to what I had mentioned about um, sort of um, the um, older uh, cities, assets, and now also neighborhoods too, is that we don't know how Upland plans to support them um, mm-hmm. just yet. And so when you have a city, like in the real world, that's fully pretty much built out, you know, you think of Manhattan, you think of... Um, or, you know, um, Tokyo or Sydney, you know, really well-built areas, they're not going to be, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're not forgotten, um, you know, so supporting them and, you know, the value proposition, especially with um, the hood rating based on growth, you're, you're supposed to show growth um, mm-hmm. to be successful, is definitely a question mark. You're seeing uh, hoods that are 80% built being um, um, the battle being won by you know another neighborhood that's just like fifteen twenty percent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, so so there's there's you know, I'm, and I, I obviously I'm I'm here to be happy for them too. And, and yeah, so, yeah. But but it's it's it, there is definitely a a fair debate and discussion to be had on. Okay, well. What are we supposed to be doing? So, um, so I think that that's that's something in our culture in Century City is, um, you know, we we love the camaraderie, but we're all a little bit like, you know, come on, come on up, let's get something going. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the same in Midtown Terrace. Like Midtown Terrace and Century City are prime examples of, you know, neighborhoods, communities that went gangbusters to support all of the building and development. Um, I'm sure you guys and girls would have employed, whether it was the Spark Exchange or the UCC or Spark Trains and all of that sort of stuff, you know, going gangbusters. And then ultimately where we're at now, it's kind of all worked against you where you're, you're, if, if Century City goes into stage two and you're against one of these neighborhoods that has a, that they got their collection on a 20% developer rate, well, you just, you cannot compete. This you can't. So, well, so if nothing else, you know, support the feedback that you know. Yep. There's there's got to be a, a curve somewhere for okay. There's growth, but you know something that's already it's like it's like you take a sprinter, you know, you take someone who's just uh, starting to to run in the gym, and they're going to you know give them three months. Their, their progression is going to be so much more than you know, like a, an, an athlete slash sprinter, you, know, you might be able to um, shave off a few seconds of time with each run, but, um, you know, so diminishing returns for, you know, the more development you have. So, 
it's 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 going to be interesting, and I think Upland eventually is going to see that. And I don't know I don't know what point that is, um, but there's an element to the level of secrecy, where well not secrecy but um, non disclosure of how the the system how they're setting things up um, yep. that they're intending not to have people be able to folks be able to game. The, the system or the, the the rating system, but I think it's sort of drifted more toward how does it even work? Yeah, yeah. So you know, it, it goes back to the you know the mini games is how do you even do it? Um, uh, so just the the clarity level um, is something I just kind of like being involved with in all aspects, whether that's on Discord discussion or whether that's, you know, poking around with some of the CMs to get some answers on some things or, um, you know, having a little bit of uh, um, a moment of satire on, you know, this or that, but um, maybe still making a point somewhere and all of that. Yeah. Um, so, but it's, it's uh it's fascinating to see things evolve. I just hope my hope for, you know, my message to players is don't give up on something that doesn't seem to be working just yet. You know, and that's true, whether that's the neighborhood ratings, whether, you know, some folks are down about the, the sparklet proposal or, you know, um, you know, there's a competition that went awry or whatever. Don't give up on that. That's part of the adventure. That's part of why, Again, go-kart sushi, it doesn't have to all make sense. Just roll with it, you know? And uh, eventually, if you if you crack at it enough, you're going to, you know, start taking the pressure away. You start to make it more of a, an experience, a day-to-day thing. Life is not meant to be perfect. You know, life is not meant to um, win the lottery every day. I'd love to win it just once if I could. Um, but, you know, in reality... Life is more, um, you know, uh, there's a poem, uh, 13 Ways to Look at a Blackbird. And I think that's really what, um, you know, you can look at things in so many different ways, but they all, they're, they're all a beautiful way to see the world. And, you know, you can't have one linear um, truth, yeah. especially in a metaverse, because um, we don't even know what a metaverse is quite yet. You know, we're, yeah, it's we're all still, still playing out. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, yeah, so just keep an open mind. And, and, and you know, it's uh, the more folks who just continue to live and breathe upland and play it for what it is and just, you know, let it roll, give it time, and we're going to continue to see growth. That's what I, I think is going to happen. You know, as long yes. as, you know, so, you know, folks who think that they just have to, you know, Give up, you know. Just, just, just give it time because this is this was not intended to be a six month race course. No, yeah, know? absolutely not. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you you definitely seem like somebody who's kind of has peace of mind with where you're at and what's happening in the ecosystem. How much of that's to do with um, like you're being able to like we looked in your chart, getting your account to where it is now. I I saw you've got over twenty spark. Has that all been from treasure hunting, or have you purchased some of that as well? Or? Uh, 
So admittedly, it's all from treasure hunting. Awesome. So a huge yeah. investment of my time. Yep. Um, granted, I will put a PR spin on that to say that I have put in quite a huge financial investment as well into yep. that one. Um, but that was more mostly on the property side of things. Yes. Um, so I do think there's, I do think there is a, you know, whether you know for each player whether you can contribute just five dollars to the game or, you know, you want to go all out. You know, there's some who have done seven figures worth or whatever, what have you. But whatever, if, if you can put up just even a little bit into, um. Uh, into Upland in addition to your time. I think it have there's a kind of a nice balance of energy yep. um, and commitment that um, helps to kind of secure your interest, so to speak. And I think just putting in some money also um, made me more motivated too, obviously, as would anybody. You know, yep. if, if, if it's just your time, then, you know, eventually you start to burn out and just that, whatever. And so for me, um, I think putting that initial investment in really helped spark my interest in sparking. So yes, everything has been uh, from treasure hunting and, and the little, the little uh, bonuses, uh, login bonuses. I just got my first uh, 0.03 spark uh, nice. one recently. Uh, um, and then some of the... Uh, um, was it the spark uh, um, the the treasure rushes and things? But um, I'm I'm not fast. Uh, maybe you can beat me on some uh, on competitive hunt someday in San Francisco whenever I venture over or something. But um, I'm not fast uh, in the the Santa Clara world. I have another um, um, nickname. I'm I'm the Cernus Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nice. So yeah, I'm 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 not, definitely not uh the, the fastest over there. And so yeah, I'm the Cernus turtle. Um, but I'm working on upgrading my name to to in fact be the 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 Cernus snake, the Cernus nice. uh, cobra. Well, well, I, 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 the the be I got was uh not the the truest. Uh, it's intended to be a king cobra. Yeah, um, it's my favorite animal, king cobra. But it looks like they put a present on top of my. Uh, yeah, I, I had to look at it a couple of times. I'll, I'll bring that up so we can see it. Um, <laughs> so yes, it's a flat-out cobra with. Oh, it did does look very much like a present box on top until you work out that it's a crown. Yeah, you can barely see the plus up there, but it, yes, there yeah. is one. <laughs> but it's your favorite animal. There must be a story there somehow. What's that all about? You know, I've always had a fascination with cobras, and I would never want to be new one. <laughs> I don't know what the the fascination was, but I will say one real life experience. Um, when I was a kid, I did go to a zoo. I looked at a king cobra, and um, it actually went from the other end of the 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 glass straight to me, and just sort of. Did its little dance right in front of, and 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 the storefront of of the glass. Um, oh, it's a spirit animal. Like, it, it, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like I was angled in a certain way to be like, oh, over here. No, it just it just came right to me, and I was just uh, the most um, otherworldly way of communicating without even saying anything. I don't know. And I, I also think 
hobos just look really cool. <laughs> we got sort of a just a different kind of thing going. So uh, King Cobra it is. And I guess for some reason I got a present on top. <laughs> nice. Well, that's again, that's a good segue over. Now you've got five totems. So you're obviously taking a bit of a gamble there. Is Do we know, is there a snake totem on the way? It'd have to be, wouldn't it? Speculation is always the king. I don't know. I'd, ha I'd have to have a look at some of the imagery they've put out there, like the the stem tree that Gaia and Miles are standing in front of. You know, I don't, I'm not sure. So would you you'd be all over that, wouldn't you? On a serpent somewhere? It'd have to be, surely. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I definitely would hope so. I'm My goal is to get to 10 totems by the end of the five chapters. So mm. I have, I'm halfway there, so... It would be nice to take a breather um, for a chapter or two and then get in um, deep dive into snakes. <laughs> did you get those five? Did were you were you blessed by the RNG gods or did you pick them up on the secondary? So I got lucky with um, the registration for each of them, pretty much. Um, three out of the two chapters and three out of four of the registration two of the epics and one of the usd i was able to very lucky get in. but i pretty much sold all of those oh really to get a little bit yeah I, I cashed some of that to continue to work on the whole um investment piece and then yep. just got back in one with the epics and um paid like three times four times more of the epics markup just buying into them so um, whether that was the right move or not, I don't know, but at least I got some USD out of that too, kind of yep. trying to balance a little bit. And um, it's great to be able to put in 55K uh, uh, upics and then turn that into 60, 70, you know, dollars USD. Um, yep. That's that's kind of a, um, a sometimes a rarity. Um, sometimes even URs these days you can get even um, big ones can sometimes even be under mint. Um, yeah, you know, so, 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 so that was that's been fun, um, um, you know, but, uh, but yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see where this all heads. Do you have any big uh, plan speculations or um, I've, Zoom I've, adventures ahead? <laughs> no, I've I've slapped myself in the face a couple of times, like almost FOMOing into purchases because I'm always checking sure. the buy sell trade <laughs> assets channel and Upland channel. And there's always a couple of good deals there, and I like about to send a DM, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" I've, I've said, <laughs> I've said ad nauseum. No, I don't plan to do anything with STEM or like as far as manufacturing goes. It'd be nice to be sure. able to, you know, assuming it's going to work like Spark, where you can stake it on other people's stuff, and that it'd be nice to yeah. be part of that. But yeah, um, I've just been trying to go with the flow, basically, and yeah, mm -hmm. I, I've been stung badly by the FOMO dragon in the past and I'm just really trying not to get back on that again. So, yeah. You know, what's interesting too is uh, I think Abdullah, um, you know, I think he only has like, last I checked was just like one or two totems or totem passes. So I don't yeah. know if he's some sort of FOMO'd out himself or if he's focused more on the property side of things or if he's going to do one big, big uh, shake up at the end. Or Man, um, I can't... <laughs> An account of that size could roll through the MetaVentures and just slurp up all of the totems, and it's all for free based on these dividends. So, yeah, I don't know. That's, mm -hmm. I don't know how it's even possible to manage that much spark and that many properties. And, yeah, it's 
I'm still trying to re- actively reduce my property count because, again, it's one of those you talk about go back and tie up loose ends. Well, where's the property management tools? You try and, sure. do, a, try and do a property swap now and I've got to scroll through 3,500 properties. It, it ain't fun, especially not on mobile. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I've always felt like I don't want to go over 200 mm. uh, properties. That's been sort of my thing. Is, um, I, I, I struggle enough to manage more than 50 to 100 at a time yep where in and actually put a you know a, a unit of mental energy into it like okay well i'm i'm actually wanting to sell this okay let me see what the the right price point is is this yep. the right time do i want to use it for treasure hunting do i want to use it for a game you know to put that much analysis into it if i had as many properties as you i would just be like you know let's let's the heck with it. Let's, uh, we have this block of 15 properties. Let's do something with these, you know, shake them up or whatever. But um, yeah, I think um, it's tough to manage. But you get a lot of visits, I'm sure. Yeah, that's definitely, that. that's a big part of the, you know, residual income or whatever you want to say. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to manage. And I went, I think I went from 7,000 to now I'm down to 3,500 or something like that. That's, yeah. So I'm still trying to get a few more out of there. Looks like I've just lost you there for a second. Sorry, mate, you're back. We just froze up there for a second. Can you see me? Yeah. Cool. All good. Yeah. How many do you get? Do you get a um, an over overload of emails and DMs and you know for little one little property to trade or? <laughs> No, it's actually the opposite. I get a lot of offers with without a DM, and if I get an offer with no DM, I just reject it immediately. There, there's been a few times where um, I've gotten an offer, okay. rejected it, and then I've looked looked at it later and gone, actually, that was way in my favour. I should have accepted it. But just as a general principle, because I don't want to stooge myself, and you know, okay. if you're getting so many offers, it's very oh, rare yeah. that you get an offer that's in your favour that doesn't come with a DM. So. That's interesting. That's a that's a very good uh, word of wisdom for for the traders out there. So. Yeah, we haven't seen it for a while. Remember, I'm sure you would have been around. Was it Captain somebody? Captain, and he was just that was his whole thing. He'd put out 500 really crappy offers, and he was pulling <laughs> out the USD. A wave of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have, we haven't seen one of those yeah, characters probably, around. I, <laughs> uh, I would be inclined to think that's semi-alcatrazium um, to, I don't know, kind of start to semi-asset um, funnel in a way. Could be well, a view on doing he just destroyed like his name in the community is what happened, and then there was a widespread community yeah, backlash. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, like you say, you're only focusing on a limited amount of properties. Now, are you actively trying to – I know when I was in the early days, I was actively trying to buy, flip, to upscale my um, San Francisco financial district set properties. I see you've got a very – a really good um, – uh, collection set in Los Files in LA, the rare collection. You've got a very good set in Jingamai, Bel Air. Um, is that like the cornerstone mm-hmm. of your dividends and you're trying to work on those collection properties? So my thinking is as I continue to sort of um, trickle out some USD is 
you know, keep the, the dividends really high. Yep. Um, if there's a good FX to USD ratio to where it might make sense to um, uh, liquidate some of the, the larger dividend properties, then I'll look at that, but that's not my main priority. Yep. Um, my thinking is to try to extract as much value out of those. Um, some of them I even use in uh, like Apple and Kingdoms with uh, Bel Air, for example. Um, you know, try to extract as much value out of those, and then eventually uh, flip them. If the USD is good, then USD. If not, for Epix. Um, but lately, there's been a lot of sales. In fact, I I sold. My biggest, I had Pokewoods in Nashville, mm. and they were when Jingle in Tokyo, um, you know, are still uh, being minted out in exclusive collection. When when that hit, and you get 2.05x, you know, a yield booster there, it doesn't make sense to have a purple, you know, a limited collection, um, big properties where you're holding all this epics. I'd rather. So I I joined this mini movement that was going on where there was there were some upex percentages as low as I want to say sixty nine percent yeah wow. upex mm. for for parkwards for like you know almost million upex ones I didn't go that low but I sold mine for about like eighty five eighty three percent upex yep. but then I just moved that all over to Jingmei and by and minting them. I actually get better return on investment losing all, all, all that markup on the non-flip yep. into multi, you know, doubly flip uh, yielding in general. So, you know, again, everything doesn't run a very a super logical course. I'm, I've, I've tried to focus on some of that. And then um, lately I've actually been scooping up a lot of Detroit. Which uh, I've been using that to um, um, not to increase my property holdings, but I actually there's a um, funny enough. If anyone tunes into this and has not joined up one yet, you should really check out joining up one. In my opinion, not financial advice, but um, to consider Wombat Womplay, they have um, sometimes some rewards based on uh, buying properties. Mm. So each property count you helps you to accrue actual um, uh, EOS. You can then, of course, trans transfer into USD. And Detroit's a great, markup, a great market to be buying a bunch of properties really cheap and still getting. So I, I found some other ways to, um, you know, what is it, um, multiple paths of uh, residual earnings, or, or so to speak, or multiple income flows. Yep. Um, so, so, so that's, that's kind of fun. Um, and so, but yes, most of my strategy is around, I think holding collection is going to be more uh, valuable long-term than um, getting into just having a bunch of properties. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the side. Yes. Eventually non-collection properties, unless Upland figures out a way to, you know, make each one valuable. I think that might be more of a long-term vision. Yep. Um, I think collection properties, well, at least I can live with those and, um, you know, and, and be able to pick and choose. Um, you know, and I can take a Jingame and then you can turn that into a totem. You know, you take a Jingame and then you, you know, um, 
some of the older, what, what we're saying is the older cities have very high markups. But if, if I were to negotiate with a player who has another exclusive collection that's yielding the same, but just happened to be an older city that the markup is really high, he might, he or she might want to get that gym image just because so many more people are visiting that yep. area, number one. It's a tier one, number two. And so, you know, there's a lot more bar, there's a lot more negotiating power if you have um, collections, I think, than, you know, just, uh, you know, like a 1 million Epix, you know, Josh um, Boonville Road properties, you know? So, yeah. um, so I, I've gravitated toward finding properties that are interesting um, and that I think will retain value long-term. Um, I have been thinking more about um, trying to do a little bit of the, okay, new city, you know, build your big um, empire quickly thing. And then the next time the next city comes sell a bunch of that, get to the next city mm. and, and just try to get capture as many quick visits as possible. There's, 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 there's kind of a wave of that. Like if you see the top, 20 visit leaderboard you'll see you know all the the whales like abdullah team you might even be in there you know and and then you'll see this subset of folks who are just pros or directors going way up there because they've just shot a bunch of properties on these new market for everybody's visiting right now yep and so if i look at the if you consider visits as yield and you map if you take the stats on that, you can actually see that the way they're doing that with the visits is a better yield than sometimes even ultra rare properties. Yeah. So there's that, but that, but that's only short lived. Yeah. As soon as there's an expansion or a you know another city, so I'm starting to lean in that direction at times. But like with everything, there's a lot of thought process, and I'm glad I I have. Less than 200 properties. Yeah, well, it's that kind of take a short-term loss for a longer-term gain. That's something I definitely employed um, back in San Francisco days, like uh, in and out of Richmond. There was a lot of properties there around the 2 3K mark. I gobbled up hundreds and hundreds of those and sold those under mint back when the th there was no threat of Alcatraz for devaluing properties and piled that into like the rare set in San Francisco. So yeah, that's definitely a valid strategy. Um, with, with that whole going to the new city kind of situation that you mentioned, are you somebody that kind of dives into the vanilla collection speculation? Do you, can, do you avoid that purposely or do you dive into it? Not a whole lot. And I, I feel that's kind of unfortunate. I, I am one who would subscribe to, I would love to see another full city release again. Yeah, me too. Um, I, yep. I think the, just this, okay, here's, you know, it's going to be Tokyo 1, Tokyo 2, Tokyo 3, Tokyo 4. Um, I, I'm not one who likes, if, if we put this into real world concept, I'm not one who likes to watch five sequels of, a movie. They think yep, it worse okay. and worse every single time. <laughs> yes. It's always the original, that's the classic. And so yeah. for me, I'd love to see a full city release. I don't care if it's only 25% mint to start. Yeah. Um, I would much prefer that 
um, and it's more organic minting um, than just, okay, let's just, you know, boom, 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 and we got organic for 4% of the city. So, yeah. so um, I do think speculating on such a small area when I, the, the first two minutes, pretty much everything's gone. Um, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. In fact, when we were in London, um, I think one of the properties I had, it was actually in St. James, and you purchased it from me within like the first uh, five minutes, I think, of the release. Can't have um, been me because I, I did it was, nothing. It, was it? Yeah, you, you purchased um, one of my properties and it was in St. James, and it was about 100, I'll say 110K up it or so. Um, and it was near one of the theaters. Um, and uh, I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to, all I'm going to do here in London, I'm just going to buy as quickly as possible whatever I can get. And I'm just going to flip them for anything I can get. Actually, the first one I bought was, um, it was a theater before mm. this other one. And I bought it for 95K. I flipped it for about 350K within maybe the first two minutes of the release. That's nice. And, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, I think I did not do any research. <laughs> I think, I think just looking at the, what the lay of the map and any, you know, land, um, any, anything, any marked properties and, and just trying to get the smallest properties you can find. Yeah. Um, unless you're going to make a meta venture, then you try to find the biggest, the biggest ones. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think I think that's been more the strategy. I think the whole speculating game is become has become unfortunately a little bit devalued. I think even and I don't want to call them out here, but I think the, some of the, the the folks who are driving some of the research are even frustrated, you know, into where the best areas are because there's, there's not as much play in that anymore mm. with with such a small release. Um, and I think even those most speculated areas are even more the ones that are going to be um, gone within the first minute or so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'd love to see that. That would be my pitch to Upland with have a, a full release. Um, um, you know, I think Upland shouldn't worry as heavily about supply as they think they need to. Um, because I, I think there's already enough supply that making adding one city as a full city really is not going to it's not going to drastically change the fact that there's already a supply and demand balance where it is. There's enough cities where one city is not going to drastically change um, yeah. things as it is. Um, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd like. I mean, I'm the old classic old man sitting on the couch saying, "Oh, the good old days." Um, I remember mm -hmm. that when we used to get a, you know, we're going to release um, Oakland and these are mm -hmm. these are the collections and the property lines are up and you can see the mint prices and you can plan ahead and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'd love to see us go back to that. Um, if they have to make it so that the city, well, I, I would love it so there's always an option for us to be able to work towards so whether it be a rare collection make, make the prices crazy high make, make it crazy high and mm -hmm. but then i guess it, you're always at risk of somebody with a very big account just coming in and gobbling the whole thing up too so I, I, it's kind sure. of tricky but 
I feel I feel a bit sorry for the newer players who don't have the same opportunities that myself and other players had in the past where you could sit and work and plan to upgrade these collections for weeks and months and strategize, sure. you know, and it was always left there unminted. So, yeah. I still subscribe to some of the older stuff. I My first city release was actually Porto. So... Nice. I never really got to experience a full city release because um, even Porto was a, originally subscribed um, uh, advertised as being like a one, two, like a very small, and then and then it grew and grew and, and folks were surprised by that. So it's advertised more as a small city. Yeah. Um, and so for me, you know, I would, I, I was just, uh, um, as far as planning is concerned, I think, um, you know, it it is a, a challenge for new players. I think there's a, the the other piece of the FSA agent thing. Yeah. Um, I'm really not a fan of that. I think there's it, it especially in releases it invites a lot of um, questionable moves. Um, yeah. Um, but um, I have subscribed to. Um, I've seen enough information from Upland leadership that. You know, temp swapping is still okay. Yeah. Um, it's just not that frequently discussed or done. And so I have done a bit of that, and that's also helped me grow a bit. Um, so I'm trying to still be able to feel like I'm an oldie, even though I'm only 18 months in. Uh, but, I, you know, there, there's a lot of things that got missed, and um, I would have loved to have seen a full release especially los angeles and um you know san francisco even was san francisco a re- how, how did that work i mean obviously you had the inaugural properties but it wasn't like a full release session right it's more let's yep. pick and choose how this is all going to grow into the city well, or? originally san francisco of course was the only city available and like for the like people refer to me as an OG, but I say I'm at best I'm a pseudo OG because the OGs that I feel are the ones who were involved in 2019, where there, there was no block explorers, there was no minting. It, I think it was like um, you sent Dirk and he down an email and here's your budget, and then they would mint the properties. I'm not, you know, I'm not exactly sure how it worked. When I come along in January 2020. San Francisco, mm-hmm. all of the properties were open and available for minting. There was ultra rares. There was all the exclusives. There, there was just, I don't know the number, of course, but for shits and gills, let's say 90% of the city was unminted. There was no mm-hmm. property management websites. There was nothing. So, I, And this was part of the fun. I would sit there with mm-hmm. my pen and paper and I would spend right. hours every night scrolling the map property by property, clicking on it. Oh, this one's a bit smaller than that one. Oh, this one's 2,000. Okay, I'll write that down, 2,000 the address. Oh, this one over here looks a little bit smaller, 1,400. Sweet. So, you know, yeah. It was more of an appreciation of each property. and Like it had its own life of its own. Where now it's much more of a technical science of, okay, let's check up with plan.me or let's check um, one of the other um, data mining tools and find out, okay, this this markup is this and this one is that. Yeah. So I think I can flip or yield or... So I do think there's an art to that. In fact, I think there's even a base of players now who specifically try to avoid property trading as much 
because yeah. they like the, the artistic side of being able to flip uh, Block Explorer or Legit or something where the value isn't quite as defined. Yep. Um, because I think they can get better flips that way where if someone, you know, you know, maybe 800K to buy a golden totem makes sense to somebody. But, you know, if there was a market that technically explained what the you know, market value is, then maybe you would not spend 800K on it. So I think there's a lot more breathing room to, you know, make a crazy sale, so to speak, that you, you didn't, yeah. you don't get now that you did get if you joined back in 2019, 2020. Yeah. Well, that I don't know. What was your whole take on Uplands? Put the figure out that there's three million, there's three million mm -hmm. accounts, individual accounts. But sure. of those three million accounts, there's three hundred thousand landowners, unique landowners. Uh -huh. I'm like, mm -hmm. so how does there must oh. be an awful lot of people that are only buying block explorers? I mean, well, <laughs> I guess. You know, I'm a big fan if there's so many fans that we apparently have in the stadiums watching. <laughs> the locusts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there should be one big, you know, here's the Upland metaverse. There should be a huge stadium built for the whole world <laughs> yeah. to put the other two, you know. Uh, 2.7 mil. 70,000, yeah. whatever. Or just, yeah, um, 209, 2.7 million. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Um, you know, it's about uh, I, you know, I, I think there was an explanation given recently that, um, and then, and then the other piece. I think if you were a visitor, but then you lost the property after not reaching the level, then you you don't maybe you're not considered a landowner at that point. But you, but you are, just but you're spinning the numbers, then aren't you? You're putting some magical spin on that to put that number out there. Yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, maybe it's good for Upland to be able to advertise the three million, use it as leverage for certain meetings, and then you know yep. where they need to focus more on the active users, then they put that number aside, and then they. So I think it's kind of a you know, an advertising, um, uh, just like you said, spinning the magic, yep. magic sauce of spinning, of sorts. So, um, yeah, I, it's just it's it's interesting, and then you also have just uh, you have different groups. You have you know the Discord groups. You have you know the general. If you go on the general, there's usually like five to ten names that are uh, always uh, trickling in, and then you have you know some who are you know a little bit more on the um, the 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 sides, and um, but uh, there's a there's a spot for everybody. I just think. Um, you know, with that three million three hundred thousand and all the other numbers, it's great to see that they're at least in the most recent like UIP and and some in the Spark uh, Sparklet proposal and some of the other things. It seems like there's a little bit more um, clarity on what some of those numbers are. Because um, I, I I know there's certain players who have even come to me and asked, "What does this even mean with some of these numbers?" And, and now it's being answered in in some of these. Um, uh, what what the the population numbers are? So mm. I think that's great to see. I'd love to see Upland continue to release more clarity. I, the number the data point I'm really interested in seeing. We were talking about city releases. I really want to see what uh, new player acquisition is like per new mm. city. 
Yeah. So especially when we're talking about international cities, are we really reaching, you know, folks in Tokyo in real life? Are we really reaching, you know, Brazilian market when we go to Brazil? Um, there was a comment made by X1 that city releases are not really designed to bring in new players to start. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then once they, they're formed in that city, then most of the marketing happens to to bring them in. But then the problem is, if you have a small city release and it's pretty much fully minted, how do you then create that interest if they're, you know, the minting the aspect of you know and then the the tokyo city release was um you know like with your with um the the udu podcast where it was like at such odd hours of the the morning for you it's the same with the tokyo release it wasn't um yeah it, it was two or exactly. three a.m tokyo time or something yeah right. yeah <laughs> so you know um I'm curious on the marketing. I'm also would love to have some kind of face put to um, Ms. Lindsay, what's her name? Lindsay Ann Armott or, or something. She's the director of marketing for that one. I have never seen her um, in any parts of uh, any parts so far. And I'd love to hear her voice um, somewhere. It was great to see in the Sparkle proposal um, I got to meet um, Danny Brown, I believe it is. Yeah, Danny Wolf Brown. Yep. Mm -hmm. I was. Um, it was. It was pleasing to see another voice. I think Apple needs some new energy in addition to um, Dirk and Idan always being the the face of Apple. I think having some extra voices um, helps put some new perspective because Apple and Metaverse. We talked about how it's a lot of different. Um, views and, 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 and dynamics. So I think having another voice is great. Um, my hope is that maybe Lindsay might bring them to the forefront how, you know, we just get these city releases and then there's really no details on, did we bring a lot of players in? You know, what, I don't even know what, what's being advertised right now in, in Japan. I, I just don't. So, yeah. you know, I would love to have a little bit of clarity I don't need to have, it's kind of like the neighborhood ratings. I don't need to know how the exact calculation happens, but at least give me a conceptual understanding. Okay, this is what we're doing in Japan, generally speaking. You know, here's some things that are working. Here's some things we're looking at. That's it. You know, just a little um, bird's eye view. Same thing with the neighborhood ratings. You know, I don't need to know why exactly you calculate that 80% buildings would if you this much spark and then you know this is how much we weight this and that i don't need to know that exact but at least conceptually help me understand how you know this start to make sense you know you know why you know you would generally have these type performers performing at this level or flatlining or you know seeing this astronomical growth on the leaderboard so the more clarity up one continues to provide the better i think that's again going back to where i've bring the feedback in where I, you know, I love to communicate and, you know, I find it's a fun chess game and that, you know, whether you win or lose, you know, you just have fun with it and you make it your own. <laughs> You're along for the ride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I guess it, it does seem like the city releases and all of this stuff, you, you're just selling to the existing community. So hopefully like one of the things we've talked about as far as like, leading up to the spark proposal vote was okay 
yeah, sure, there's some scary aspects of this. And you, you were somebody who was kind of riding both sides. You were kind of open to both mm-hmm. sides, but leaning sure. towards it being positive. Um, mm-hmm. My biggest take was, you know, if we're going to get any sort of mainstream attention, adoption or whatever, perhaps this is the thing that's going to push us into the limelights. So maybe that's that's what was needed. Um, how, how are you feeling now that we've had the yes vote come through? How are you feeling all about all that mm-hmm. and where you think it's all headed? Because it seems like um, you mentioned Brave and Wombat, so it seems like you're somebody yeah. that comes from the crypto mm-hmm. space. The crypto space, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's on – here's the thing. I think on the face of it, it's a good proposal, generally speaking. Mm. I'm more nervous with the DNA and ammo of Upland to maybe execute not quite the right way. That's more my concern, that yes, on the face of it, it looks good. Can they execute to match the face of that? That's where, you know, you can make such a pretty proposal, but unless you live up to and breathe it the right way, then it's just, you know, so, um, um, you know, this we've gotten through the, the little wedding dance, so to speak. Now it's the... The, the real nuts and bolts and details and strategy that really are going to make or break this. Yep. It's my view of this. So um, getting past the UIP is like just 5% of this marriage. It's yep. really the, the whole, um, you know, and then the other piece is there's going to be a lot of external uh, factors that Upland may or may not be able to control with this too. They could be planning all this and then regulation comes in and changes the whole strategy aspect and then then it's a question do they have the, the funding to continue to navigate lots of directional changes strategies um so i feel like my vote um or the vote for for everybody that is um it it, it it's only going to matter if, if it's done right at the yeah. end of the day and um, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's no longer about the vision. And this is only whether it's going to work. Um, we can. If, if the vision's great, but it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, yeah. And we could get another FTX kind of situation that's not even connected right. to it, but can just be completely right. decimated. Yeah. 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 So, um, but I do think it's great. It's a good idea. Does allow you know more opportunities for the usd out game or whether it's um um you know builders who need more spark who might be able to um to get that or maybe even arbitrage of some sort but uh it's it will be interesting and i think one of the key maybe the biggest one is again that marketing space is uh, being on a more um, um mainstream uh um, chain uh so we shall see. Um, and then gas fees could be one more thing that just uh, is a wrinkle that we just, just don't know, right? So yep. um, um, there's too many moving parts. It's not a, it's not a uh, in some of the work I've done, we've been involved with like Lean Six Sigma projects. It's not one where you can, you have, you know, just 10 variables, get those right. And you're done. You, if this one, there's, you know, it could be like 100 variables. If you get 99 right, but there's still one that's super important, it's yeah, yeah. screw up everything. 
you know, there's so, it's such it's much bigger than just a chessboard with 64 squares. This one has, you know, like you could have 250 and you make all the right moves and just one you totally screw up. But yeah. if that's the FTX one, it doesn't matter about everything else. You can do everything else right. So yeah, yeah. We've booked our ticket for the ride. We're not sure where the where we're going or where it's headed or how we're going to get there, but we've at least booked the ticket. Absolutely. Now you've got a healthy spark balance yourself. Um, you looking to take any of that out? Looking to get more through the sparklet pipeline? Mm-hmm. I might just dabble for fun with taking a couple out, but um, I don't think. I'm definitely not going to be one trying to just take it all out. No, Thanks for that. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. I sparked out. No. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely um, looking to hold mostly. And if there's a good um, price point opportunity, I might even buy some. Um, yep. Same. But, uh, but really, to me, and I, I mentioned this on the Reddit, to me, it doesn't matter as much. Of, uh, this is a good segue into what, yes, it's good market. Yes, it's a good pathway to circulation and um, being able to get this. But at the end of the day, we need to get back to what is Spark for. It's for utility. And I, 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 as much as I love that, Dirk and Don keep saying that they look at all the utility with buildings because you can get meta ventures, you can use it as a home address, neighborhood ratings, and so on and so forth. There are about 80 to 90% of structures that really realistically, whether it's the player who can't build or isn't ready for a meta venture or doesn't want to, or doesn't have enough um, spark or whatever, there's, there's a very, meta ventures are a small subset of the overall population of land and upland. Um, neighborhood ratings, there's only so many um, hoods that are really competing. There's about 90% of hoods that are just hoods. Don't, yeah. So that means those properties don't really have value. What happens to the ones, and you can only set one home address. So when you put all this together, you have this matrix of conditions where you can be relevant. But about if you actually look at that, that's a very small segment of the overall land, about 80 to 90% of the land, you know, if, if I have a, sorry, you know, I love Van, Van Nice, if I'm saying that right. Yeah, nice. Uh, N-U-Y-S. Um, uh, but, you know, if you have a random uh, little uh, 50 up squared prop there that you put a, a small townhouse in the middle of, you know, Van Nice, and, you know, and and let's say you're not even in LA, where at least you can do upland kingdoms. You know what the what's the value of it? You know, yep. so this really you have so many. You have eighty nine percent of buildings that just sit there, and so that's my biggest concern with whether you know Spark Sparklet is going to be valued. Is the, I think the Spark Exchange tells us a lot about the you know the true value of you know, spark and sparking. Um, and so I would really love to see as much as I'm talking on this interview about um, adding more features and 
you know, kind of this whole ride and experience, I really think it needs to get back to the property focus, real yeah. estate focus. And, um, and again, going back to older cities, the only way you're going to do that is start providing more utilities for some of these things. So if, if, if we're going to get there, then the, there's got to be a property trading search bar somewhere in there. There's got to be, um, you've got to start have focusing on more fundamentals of, you know, why we're building, whether that's living units or providing a, um, the other one that's often circulated is a yield booster, yield booster and properties with structures, which the Sparkle proposal gave some hope to that. For collection properties. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, and then, but, is, if, you if you've know, got if you've got twenty five properties in a particular collection, is it only going to be the three that have activated the collection that the are part of it? Who, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And so, again, it's that clarity that drives speculation. But then, um, if you have too much that's vague, you start to disenfranchise some people. Yeah. Some players. So um, it's a balancing act. Um, but I, I think ultimately, it's it's, it's going to be. Um, you know, that's where that execution of the sparklet proposal is going to be about not the sparklet itself, but executing where utility actually is on that point. I'm actually, I'm working on a video that will come out in the next day or two, then it's, it's all about, the title's going to be um, utility versus volatility. It's exactly that that battle. Who will sure. win, you know? So, right. Yeah. Well, and... You know, volatility to me makes me think of, you know, the hype and the flavor of the day stuff. And then um, yep. utility is the stuff that... The foundations. Is, is the test of time. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, definitely, um, definitely a point to think of because I think if you think about it, the vast majority of players, whether they plan to or not, are really here for the long haul. Yeah. So you have to plan not just for the uh, volatility stuff. You really, if, if you want to be balanced in Upland, then you do a little bit of, you know, picking, choosing battles, but doing something smart too. So Excellent. It's a brave new world for sure with Sparklet. <laughs> All right. Well, there's um, two more points I've got on my list as we're starting to wind down. The first one is I did see you've got a balance there that's just under a 1 million UPEX sitting there burning in a hole in your pockets. Saving up for anything? What are you, what are you planning on doing? So I did mention I was uh, I sold some park woods and that helped me um, quickly get some liquidity earlier. Um, I used that hoping that Tokyo Two might come out so I could try that uh, mini game, if you will, of getting a bunch of visits on some podunk small properties. But yep. that hasn't happened. I gave up on that and I just bought a Jingle Bay, um, whereas in Discord they call it Jumanji. but uh yeah so i I bought one of those and i'm leaning toward either buying one of those but i really want to get that meta venture property and so i'm torn on whether to buy one in la um you know or i wait for a city release or um you know, and then there's the question of how much do you hold for totems? Because it's like every, what, three to four weeks that we're getting a new release? Or even less, I think, like two to three. Yeah, well, this has been interesting. This one, they announced it, but then no details for where the sale is. I'm like, ah, oh, just give us the details. Oh. Yeah. 
So, yeah, well, so I, I just got completely caught with my pants down with my USD balance because um, I, I had a balance there and it's one of those things because you can't withdraw partial balance, you got to take the whole lot out. So I took out the entire lot and then we had that um, stock car pro pass sale come up. I was like, ah. So, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing, yes, it, it, I played that um, a little bit. Not so much the USD side, but um, the Epic side. I right before the Tokyo, the, the the release of Tokyo, I bought a. And I regret it to this day. A one million Epic uh, Bel Air mm. property, and and then um, thinking that the announcement was probably about three to four weeks away, so I could build up some liquidity. And yeah. then it's like maybe just two three days later that I got <laughs> yes. the announcement. So it was the way you live and roll with this stuff. And so um, I, I tried to, cons- I had about a 1.5 million Epix uh, balance earlier with, uh, or actually it was close to 2 million um, just uh, um, about a week or two ago. And I just nice. uh, took it into Jingame, mm. but I, I decided not to get the biggest one just to hold a balance for a reserve for, you know, Totem and Tokyo 2 possibly coming. And, and who knows what know, else is, who's what else, yeah. <laughs> But I haven't gotten into the car space much, um, yes. like the, the stock car for legit and stuff. I, it's kind of one of those things with my time, like, you know, with the, with the racing, I love the idea of racing. But if, if the competitions are, you know, do it as many times as you can to post your highest score, yeah, then, an RNG then you wonder battle. if your time is really worth doing that, if you're going to have to do it like 200 to 500 times to like max out your score. That's yes. like, I don't know, you know. So I've been struggling on that piece. And then the continued devaluation of, you know, cars with all these different series. And, yep. you know, again, going back to utility of, you know, are we going to get transportation and how that all plays in. But it does seem like they're headed somewhere, especially with the park, the park proposal, somehow bringing gas somewhere in the mix there. Um Again, this all comes down to execution. How are they going to put value into Spark? And if they, I, I just hope that the reaction Upland leadership does is like if, if the Spark value starts to go down, it's not to try to just restrict Spark. Well, they, know, they can't. Awesome. Yeah. They're going to be well, chasing their tail. Is, mm-hmm, yeah. But what I'm saying is, let's say the Spark value starts to go down, you know. What I've seen a lot is that then they'll go, okay, let's let's consider nerfing treasure hunting. Let's consider, you know, reducing the amount of spark weeks. Let's do all these things to restrict it. Yes. Rather than actually solving the the more the the true authentic issue is find value to it, bring yep. more value to it. And I don't think there haven't been there haven't been that much focus on that because they keep focusing on, well, we have utility already because we have um, you know the the meta ventures and, and these things, but there's there. I don't think they're seeing that still again eighty to ninety percent of structures just sit there still. So you know, and, and so the same thing goes with cars. If they can um, add value to you know transportation, add value to these things, they can focus on the value proposition. Then the spark price point and proposition is going to take care of itself. If they focus more on um, supply and demand restricting and cutting and 
in burning or whatever mechanisms they have just to focus on economic flows of the sparklet stuff. And I think that they're going to get too much into the PhD braining side of things and they're going to lose focus of the actual mechanics and the, the pragmatic value that's underlie under you know the true foundation of these products. So um, that's going to be the big test of time. Absolutely. And like, especially you, you're somebody who's put out plenty of feedback that I, th I think you're good at, like I said, you, you're very active in the community. So you get a lot of the angles and you seem to kind of digest that and put that in your feedback. And there's plenty of feedback out there to consider. So hopefully they take that on board. Um, one last thing to touch on, I guess, um, maybe you got to get in your snake costume and put your magical present on your head and, if you could, if you could wave your magical wand or your snake, say I don't know how you're going to hold it, but however you're going to manage it, if you could wave your wand, and if if you could change or add one thing to Upland, what oh, would it be? Yeah, <laughs> throw that at you from out of the hundred one Dalmatians are any worth of things. Um, yeah, I I would really start with going to um, building and property utility. Yep. If we can just focus on that. Because that's really the core fundamental foundation of the game. Give people uh, uh, more reasons. Back on that, it seems like the last year, year and a half, the focus has been openly admitted, even by X1 on YouTube, that they made. They, he posted about a response to a response video. Yes. Um, was, yeah, from Mark yeah, so, Ferguson. So he mentioned yeah. in that video that um, where you know one of the. Uh, YouTube creators were talking about how why they're not you know continuing to um, spend money and it's one of the things where they went into the direction of instead of focusing on properties let's focus on building all this infrastructure for like layer two games and such. So if they focus more on property then I, I, and and then the because Spark is really mostly tied to moving things, building things, they focus on that then much of the economy will be taking care of itself. Um, I feel like Spark is kind of like the heart of Upland, and you, you know, the the buildings are almost more like, yeah, more like the um, the skin, and you know, building things are uh, you know like the, the hairs, if you will. Mm. Um, and if you, if you're not working on the heart fundamentally then you're missing out on, you can't just restrict them, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like blood pressure. You can't just restrict them, hold your breath or something. You actually have to fundamentally <laughs> Hype for the them. best. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's not about circulation. It's more about um, actual, like, fundamental lifestyle changes. So that would be my key takeaway is focus on property, building utility, get back to the fundamentals, help cities that are, you know, we're wondering what can we do with them? What can we do with the structures? Figure out a way to make that small townhouse in the middle of Bakersfield relevant. And it's not just, okay, the excuse of I can make a, a, a place for a home address, which I can barely do anything with a home address in a city like that. I can't do any neighborhood voting currently. Just get back to that and about, I would say, 70% of the economy gets taken care of just in doing that. So. Yep. 
well, you signed me up, mate, and I think that's a good point to end up on. Um, really appreciate your time. It's been a good chat and great to get to know no you problem. better. You're all over the Discord, Cern S4, of course. Is there any way people can reach you outside of that? Are you on the Twitter or anything else? Sure. I do have a Furnus uh, X account. Um, so you can uh, hunt me down there. Uh, uh, in-game, I'm available. I try to be pretty uh, wide open on the different spaces. And then uh, Facebook, I just got promoted to being a mod. Oh, on, awesome. uh, The Upland, uh, Upland Me uh, um, player Discord. Uh, so, so, so uh, um, I, you know, I got, I got my eyes peeled on, on nice. y'all uh, over there. So uh, feel free to uh, reach me anywhere and, uh, you know, uh, live the dream together. <laughs> All right, mate. Thank you very much. Stick around. I've got a few things to touch with you on the back end. And thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. If you have an Upland NFT or Metaverse product, service, or event to promote, or you're just someone engaged in Web3 who'd like to have a chat, send me, Ben68, a DM on Discord, or drop a YouTube comment to discuss and secure your spot. This entertainment production is brought to you today by the Samurai Aquatics and Decor MetaVenture. Scan that QR code or click that link in the description and dive yourself headfirst into the Samurai Aquatics Discord server to pleasure your peepers on our current and future range of outdoor decor.